Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast and become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows featuring guests sharing stories about growing up in a haunted house that was possessed by an evil presence, a nightmarish encounter with a UFO in the dead of night, and the financial horror stories from those who won the lottery and lived to regret it. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to hear these programs and many more truly thought-provoking shows from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. I will always remember one of the great stories. I've talked about it before when I was doing my Nighthawk show in St. Louis. I got a call from a guy who said, I've got to tell you this story. We were taking some ghost stories and things like that. And he said, there was a point in my life, George, that I was so depressed. I was thinking of killing myself. And I'm sitting back going, come on, never get that depressed. And he said, but hear me out. And I decided I wanted to look for the place to do it. And I'm listening to this guy. And he said, I got into my car and uh, I had a gun. And I kept driving and driving, looking for the place to do it. And I came upon a little lake, very tiny little lake with ducks that would fly in and fly out. And there was a little bench there. And that's what I was going to do right there. And so I got out of the car, sat down on the bench, and I'm watching these ducks pop into the water and pop out. And I'm contemplating the end of my life. And I'm sitting there, you know, broadcasting this program. And this guy is dead serious about this. And he said, while I was just ready to do what I had to do, a little old farmer came by and sat down next to me on the same bench I was sitting at. And he just starts talking and talking and talking about me and about life and about stuff. He was there for about an hour. And I got to tell you, When he was done talking, I felt so good about my life and about new things. I was going to go back, get a new job, rebuild my relationship. I was going to change things thanks to him. And he left and it was, you know, this little farmer in coveralls. And I got back in the car and I went back home, drove back. It was about an hour drive. And I did. I got a new job. And I'm an executive at a company, and I got a great relationship. I'm going to get married, and life was good. And I decided a year later, about a year later to the day that I was going to do this, I was going to go back and thank this farmer in this little town. I didn't get his full name, but I figure it's a town of 500 people. The barber will know who he is. So I go to the barber shop in that little town. And he said, excuse me, sir. He looks at me and goes, yes. He said, uh, I'm just wondering if you know where this person lived. Uh, this was his first name. And you know, this is what he looked like. And the, and, and the barber stopped me, George, he said. And he said, why don't you go to the house? It's a white house up about a street or two on the right and talk to his daughter. And He was saying this to me, he said, George, the way the barber said that, I thought maybe something had happened. You know, a year went by. 
So I go up to the house, I knock on the door, and a younger lady comes to the door, and uh, obviously his daughter, and I started talking to her. And I said, uh, Miss, I just, uh, you know, the barber sent me here, and I just wanted to uh, thank your father because he did something for me that I'll never forget. And she stopped me and said, you know, you're the fifth person to come up here and say that to me. My dad died 15 years ago. And wow, that just creeped me out. That was my story. I'll never forget it. Let's go to Andrew in uh, Galeen, Michigan. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Go ahead. Hey, George. It's good to talk to you. You too, Andrew. How are you? Oh, not too bad. I've been listening to the show for quite a while. and good to get on and contribute. Thank you. Thanks for being part of it. Um, Well, I'll get right to it. Okay. I... uh, I've worked for a, a local police department for a lot of years. and Well, thank you for serving. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. You know, there's, there's a lot of them out there, and people don't realize today what, you know, what these guys are up against. You know, exactly. so you got to salute them. But uh, it's been a few years ago now. I can't even remember how far back it's. it's it's got to have been five, six years ago or better. Um, and uh, one night we were on patrol, me and my partner and good friend, uh, his name's Mike. Um, and it was, it was very late, you know, mm-hmm. two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. And we were at the uh, little traffic light in the middle of town, you know, kind of just sitting. And if it's a Friday, Saturday, it's even worse, isn't it? Yeah, it can be. You know, but yeah. it was, you know, it was, it was, it was a this particular night. It was really quiet. You know, we had there was like, you know, it was nothing. And here comes this car off the the main highway. Now we're kind of on our main street, and there's a highway that runs through, and it's pulling off the highway. You know, heading into the village. We're looking at this car, and we both kind of recognize it. And it's it's slowing down, and like really, you know, ridiculously so. Mm-hmm. And, and we're thinking they're going to try to, you know, ask us directions or something. We're like, you know, oh great, here goes, you know. And it's a little unnerving too, isn't it? You, you know, even though you're police officers. It's a strange feeling, I bet. You never know what, you know, you never, you, you know, you never know. From you know what to expect. What you're going to get. Exactly. Yeah. People, you know, what, if they're going to report something or, you know. Or, or even pull a gun on you for crying out loud. You don't yeah, know. Exactly. You know, there's, there's a lot, there's an awful lot of that. And, you know, so we're kind of gearing up to see what they're going to do. And as we're watching, the car passes right in front of our headlights, mind you. You know, and my story doesn't start on a dark and stormy night. It's clear as hell, <laughs> you know, and that's a problem, you know, because maybe we'd have been able to pass this off as, you know, something else, yeah. you know, but we're looking right at this, you know, at the driver's face. We both know who it is. You know, she was a troubled you know, teen. She was in her late teens, early 20s, you know, you know, kind of a frequent flyer. We busted her on shoplifting and sure just you know, a, tr- and a troubled younger person 
she was, a, you know, and she was basically a good kid, you know, but we knew who she was. She lived across the street from the police department for quite a while. You know, we all knew who this was and we knew the car. And now it's at a crawl. And I mean, you know, we're thinking she's going to like stop for sure and say something. And um, here it comes. <laughs> yeah. And we, she's just staring at us in the blankly. car. She's still in yeah. the car. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Unblinking, you know, and my, my partner, you know, kind of exclaims, Hey, that's, uh, you know, he stops and I just started to get her name out of my mouth. And that's about where I freeze because all of a sudden, you know, up until this point, the main problem is <laughs> we both realize she had been killed two months before. No. Oh. Driving that car. No, it didn't. It didn't dawn on you until that point. You, you see people like that, and it's so solid and so normal. You don't think about it. You're not thinking about it, and um, yeah, she had uh, she had crossed the center line somewhere, and you know, we and was and there was a head-on. She was killed instantly. Now, at this point, the car goes past us. And I turn around, I'm looking through the back seat, through the cage. And you're convinced, you know, you're convinced it's her and it's that car. It is. You know, we're, you know, we're trained observers. You know, we, you know, there could be two of the same car, but we're going to know your car by the dent in the front quarter panel. Right. It's dark. You know, we, you know, it's, it, this is something, you know, you're on there 12 hours a day. You know, you, you're, you're so used to, you but, know. But there was only know, one her. And, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. And there's no, you know, <laughs> there was no mistake. So now we're both kind of upset. I look back and this car is gone. There's no way this girl disappeared. Not at that speed too. No. And it's a pretty clear shot. You can see the road behind you. There's no taillights, no nothing. Right. We pull out, we pull out into the highway, which is empty, you know, do a big screaming U-turn to go after that thing. Cause now we want to find that car real bad. Yeah. You know, there's no way she was going to outdrive us, you know, or hide. There wasn't a driveway she was going to park in to get away. She just disappeared. We went down a few streets. We're looking all over the place. There's only one place that car could have gone, and that's back to the other side. And the thing is, to preface this whole story is, you know, the days leading up to this happening, you know, my, it had been like a little while before, but my partner's father had passed away, okay. you know, and, and we had had a lot of discussions out there in the squad car, you know, just about, about, uh, you know, hoping that, you know, this life isn't the end of the road. Right. Exactly. You know? And that's only natural to do that. Yeah. So, you know, we we're both kind of freaked out. He's like, why did we see her? And I was like, I was like, well, Mike, I'm like, there's a, that's, that's a direct face to face answer to the question. Was that the that area that she got into the car accident a couple months before? 
It wasn't. Um, it was not. Okay. She, it, she had been she'd been killed a little ways away. Okay. Uh, I, I thought for a moment she was reliving the accident over and over again or something. No, I don't believe so. This it's just you know it, it's uh, it's a way she you know it's just you know driving into the town you know and it's like I mean it, that's that's why I, I you know it was like very deliberate. She found, you know, whatever, you know, she found us in the squad car. Did you ever find the car? No, there it's gone. Oh, that was, no, yeah, absolutely not, sir. That, uh, it was gone. And that was, you know, that car that we saw her in, you know, the phantom car that, that it was a phantom of the exact same, you know, because we had been there. Yeah. You <laughs> saw the apparition of her and the car. Yeah, it was the car that she had been that she was driving when she got killed oh. because you know we had both seen that too. Andrew, that's a great story, strong story. Another text or tweet from you, Tom. What do you have for us back there? There we go. This is from Jerome in Ohio. George, what percentage of Americans do you think fear death, and do you have any friends that do? I don't know what percent would fear death. I would say it has gone down than what it used to be. I, I think uh, years ago, more people were afraid of dying uh, than they are now. I think a lot of people believe that the uh, other side exists, so I don't think they're as uh, afraid of that anymore. But what percent? That's a guess. Do you fear death? No. Not anymore. Not at all? Nope. Not anymore. Had a couple of close uh, calls in my life, and um, no, I, I don't. I think it's a process of just crossing over. Sometimes I do, but not because I'm afraid of what's going to happen, but because I'm afraid of missing this. I like life. Well, I, I, like, I like living, and yeah. there are things I like to do with my kids and my grandkids, and I feel as if I haven't accomplished what I want to accomplish yet. Um, that would disappoint me because I'm not done doing what I want to do. But maybe it's magnified on the other side. But I think you're the same way though. I don't think you've accomplished nearly what you want to finish, even though it's later on in your career. Um, but you know, that's, that's, that's what living's all about to enjoy yourself with the people you care about. But maybe the same stuff is magnified on the other side. That's one of the things I don't get about this planet is why it's so hateful. Oh, I hope that's not I magnified. Just, I just don't get it. It's terrible. Know, why do they? Why? Why do they have wars and kill? They've done it since the beginning of time. All right, thanks, Tom. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at one a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.